All right. Welcome. Welcome to Legacy City Church. It's awesome. He's got it. Yep, he got it. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know me, I'm David Williams, and I'm here with my wife, Kara. And we are covering for Scott and Tammy because they're away celebrating their anniversary. Yay! This is a good one, guys. So that's awesome that they get to go and get uh, some time away to relax and just be on vacation. Glad you guys came to join us in the meantime to uh, be in the presence of the Lord, which is awesome. There's no better place to be than to be where God is. So, you want to do announcements? All right, Car's going to do announcements. Here you go. So, you guys know we have upcoming in the first Wednesday of September, we're going to be going into the Awe of God curriculum by John Bevere. We have some of his books back here. If you would like one, suggested donation of like 12 bucks, or you can get it on Amazon. We're going to be going through his curriculum on Wednesdays. I think it's an eight week course. And if you can't be with us on Wednesdays, um, I believe the links to the teaching are also in the book if you want to keep up with that. So it's a really awesome um, series that's coming up. We're really excited to get into the fear of God. I know David's been getting into that. You've been in like the first couple of weeks. You're in week four now. Yeah, it's really, it's really amazing focusing on the fear of God and not the fear of man, which you don't realize how much we partner with every day, but you know, we do sometimes. So I just want to share this scripture with you guys. It says in Psalms 33, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. And then down in verse 5 it says, The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. So no matter what's going on, this was true in BC America, and this is true in 2023. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Bremerton is full of the goodness of the Lord. Washington State, the West Coast, you guys, it's full of the goodness of the Lord. So you guys want to stand and we're going to get ready to go into worship right now. And let's just give thanks to the Lord. The Lord is good. The earth is full of his glory. And we just want to shout his praises tonight. So Lord, we just lift up your name in this place. And Lord, we just come to you with extended hearts and hands, and we just surrender to you tonight, Lord God. Would you be lifted up? Would you be lifted up in our hearts? Oh, King of glory, would you just come in and fill this place with your goodness, with the wonder of your goodness? And we just want to be transfixed on you in this evening, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. We pour out our praise. We pour out our praise to you, Lord. 
we stand in awe of you. You are a great and magnificent God. There is no one like you. There is no one beside you. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you. All of it to you, Lord. We humble ourselves before you. We bow low to you. We could search the entire earth, the entire world, and not find anyone like you. There is no one like you. Who are we that you look on us with such grace and mercy? And you sent your only son to die on the cross for us. You paid the highest price when we least deserved it. Thank you, Jesus. So we pour out our praise. To the highest king. The highest prophet and priest. We pour out our praise to you, Father. you are great and mighty, but you are a good Father. Thank you, Jesus, and you have blessed us. We're going to pass out communion. Let's just keep our thoughts on him, the greatest God of the universe. He's so great that he defeated hell, death, and the grave. Thank you, Jesus.
The scripture says that Jesus counted it all joy. He counted it all joy to come to earth as a mortal man and to give his life for us. He counted it all joy. And I just want to give thanks to the Lord. Lord, I just thank you that we all arrived here safely, that the roads were safe for us. Lord, I give you praise for sparing my family in the fires last weekend. Lord, I give you praise for everything that you have taken us through. And Lord, I thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. And Lord, I just thank you that it was with joy, with joy, Lord God, that you went to the cross for us. So Jesus, thank you that my level of peace is not dependent on my circumstances. Thank you that peace is not the absence of something, war, chaos, strife. His peace is the presence of someone in the midst of those things that we go through. Jesus, you are the person of peace. And today, I take communion, reconnecting to your presence. I take your body that was sacrificed for me. So Lord, we just lift up your body that was broken, wounded. And Lord God, that you were the curse for every sickness, every disease, every generational sickness, every cancer, anything that was in our bloodlines, we just bring that under the power of the body of Jesus Christ right now. We just declare that we are healed in Jesus' name. So let's take the bread. take your blood that was shed to save me and cleanse me from sin forever. You are the Lord over my life, and no matter what circumstances I face, I can participate in the perpetual peace of your presence. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be in the perpetual peace of your presence, continual, everlasting, even here on earth, even here on earth, we can be in your presence and in your peace, even in the midst of the storm. Thank you, Jesus. Your blood has washed away all of our sins. We are covered in your righteousness, and we, come, we are able to come boldly to the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take, let's drink. So tonight, David is going to share with us 
on the peace of God. I don't know what his message is because he went away and Holy Spirit spoke to him on that. But I just want to share with you guys that in the midst of chaos, we have peace. In the midst of whatever is going on around us, we can step into peace. Last weekend, my parents had to evacuate the fires that were at Medical Lake. We didn't know what was going to happen. And they were standing across the lake watching the fire jump over and explosions happening and smoke was everywhere. And my parents just bought this house in June. It was insane. But the whole time, I just thought my family was crazy. We just had the peace of God with us. Well, God, you blessed my parents with this home. We have peace. And God, if there's nothing there, we have peace. And I'm so thankful that, to my understanding, most everybody got out of Medical Lake and Cheney and the surrounding areas, and there was only um, two people who lost their life. That's my understanding. And it was a miracle because there was only two hours of warning with these fires. 100 degrees, 35 mile per hour gusts. It just ran through everything. Um, the the camp I went to when I was in junior high where I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it's gone, burnt to the ground. And we went on this trip with, um, with this kingdom business group that we were with and we were in the airport wondering, are we crazy for going? Like, Lord, you've called us into this sphere. Do we go or should we like stay? and go see what we can do. Like, we couldn't do anything. My, you know, our family's evacuated. What can you do except sit and pray and maybe worry a little bit and try not to worry? So we're in SeaTac at the gate. Do we go? Do we stay? Are we being silly by going and trying to have a good time? And my parents just said, go. You guys go. Get whatever God is going to give you and then just bring it back here. Then we'll go from there. Monday morning, we got the message that my parents' house was untouched, untouched. The neighbors to them, burnt, totally gone. You guys, the fires came up to my parents' fence post. A wooden fence, it did not burn. Their wood pile burned. The little kindling sticks that my little nephew chopped up didn't burn. You guys, there were angels around that place. And I know my family, they're not the only Christians in town, but the Lord spared my family's home, and we're really thankful. So even in the evacuation, a level three evacuation, in the midst of, of chaos and crisis, and we don't know what's happening, we can still have peace, because we had peace, and we were like, God, are we crazy? <laughs> like, are we crazy? No, we weren't crazy. God gave us that peace, no matter what no matter what happens, what you're going through, the Lord will extend his arm of mercy. And if the house was gone, he was going to provide another house. Like, we're good with that. You know, we trust God with, with whatever that is. So this message tonight, just lean into that. Whatever you're going through, maybe everything is really good right now. You know, we go through seasons, right, that come and go. But what's great is when we step into the peace of God, we can help others find that peace around them. It says, God has not given us a spirit of, of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
So when everything else is crazy around us, we get to put on the mind of Christ. Am I still in your message? No. <laughs> and it doesn't mean we don't see the smoke. It doesn't mean we don't smell the smoke. It doesn't mean we don't have hearts of compassion for what's going on. But the Lord strengthens us so we can step into that peace and be his arms extended. So Lord, we just thank you for David's message. We just ask that you would bless, bless him, Lord God. Bless his words. And I just declare over each one of us that our hearts are soft and our ears are open to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight. Amen. That was probably actually the perfect introduction. Can you guys hear me okay? Hello. That was probably the perfect introduction to what uh, what I was talk- wanted to talk about tonight, or what I felt like Holy Spirit wanted to bring was. Going inside. Okay. How about now? Can you hear me now? All right, much better. Okay. It <clears throat> staying in the shalom of God, staying in the peace of God in the midst of our circumstances. And that was, that was just one of many examples was that we were in the terminal getting the news that her, her parents were in an evacuation. And yet Cara and I were on assignment to go be with our our prayer group to do what we were supposed to be doing and it came down to minutes to make a decision like do we continue on with what god is having us to do or do we divert you know to support parents or whatever because you know it was a major it was a a little fire that was very unpredictable and it changed direction so quickly like not even the authorities could could keep up like this is textbook example of of unpredictable fires that just reverse on themselves but the entire time we had peace, no matter what, we had peace in that situation because um, especially in the past few weeks, personally, I've, I've been learning like, we shouldn't be fearing anything in the world around us. We shouldn't be in fear of our circumstances. We should only be fearing God and that's it. We should only be fearing him and, and that fear that's not the fear of him like, oh no, I'm afraid that God's gonna, you know, squash me or, you know, light, you know, send a meteor or something. No, it's the fear of, of God, I'm, I wanna be so close to you. I wanna be far away from the darkness. I wanna be afraid of being far away from you. And with that comes like, you know, we need to be obedient to what he's asking us to do. And so this was one of those moments where we're trying to lean into being obedient to what he's calling us to do. And so having that mindset helps us to have that, that mind of peace as, as we try to lean into that. But it's very counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive to the world. And um, it can be hard sometimes to, to create that pattern in our minds of responding that way in that. So I want to give you an example. Um, 
So I am a guardsman in the Washington Air National Guard. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, first I have to caveat that uh, nothing I say reflects the Air Force and the Guard. This is my own personal perspectives and beliefs. But <clears throat> they discovered that, uh, you know, being in the military is a stressful job. So for our unit, they sent up uh, some experts in mental health, and they, they gave us some, some quick, uh, a new acronym called SNAG. SNAG, what's SNAG? And SNAG stood for stop, notice, acknowledge, and ground. And the whole purpose of it was when we get into a stressful situation, you know, we're trying to do the mission, trying to stay on objective, uh, on your objective. And there's all kinds of things, information coming at you, you're trying to report to people, you're trying to do your job. People are coming to you with questions. It can create friction. And you get heated or you get upset or you're, you're afraid you're gonna miss a deadline or something like that. And we, they, told, they taught us about this, this new concept, snag. And it's, it's, you go ahead and laugh. It's a funny word, like why would you tell us this? So we would go through our exercises and I, I realized that I had gone through a whole day and I had not even recalled. And we, it had been a stressful day of training. I had not even recalled this, this new technique, stag. And I realized they gave us a new tool to use, but we didn't even use it because we were unaccustomed to using it. And in fact, it was counterintuitive to what we were doing um, in the battle space. Because when you're, when you're on a battlefield and you're trying to do your job, the last thing you want to do is stop everything you're doing. Totally counterintuitive. So one way I, I personally overcame that, and I, I had to do this for myself so that I could lead my airmen into doing this, was I kind of found ways to to, uh, to just bring it up. You know, when, when there was no pressure. Hey, did you snag yourself? Hey, get snagged. It was, it was kind of funny, but it, it started to get the, the acronym to stick so that when we got into real tough situations and things were kind of getting gridlock, you know, airmen, airmen would remember, we'd remember, we'd help each other out. And it was never like a condemnation thing. Hey, quit being a jerk. <laughs> hey, you're, you're getting kind of spicy over there. You need to go, you know, no. It, we'd help each other out. Hey man, stop. Let's notice what's going on. Let's acknowledge that we're human, we're doing our best. And we ground ourselves. Maybe we take a, a few deep breaths and then we keep going because the enemy wants to take you out of the fight. And this is just one out of many tools that were given to us so that we stay in the fight. So in a similar way, what I'm sharing about staying in the peace of God is counterintuitive to what we're doing. And the enemy would like to have you believe that you're constantly on a battlefield and you're constantly getting worn down but we can actually live intentionally to be in the peace of God. No, 
I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna let this overrun me. I'm gonna be at peace. No, I'm not gonna let this fire try to pull me out of my assignment. I'm going to trust God because I know that he's a good God. He's taking care of things. It doesn't matter if that house burns down or not. He's a good God irregardless. And, and he'll take care of us. And so we can find ways to speak to each other, to remind each other, and, and, and help each other get to that mindset of, no, I'm not going to fall into unbelief. I'm not going to take this, uh, this new fear of news coming in, right? There's lots of, of fear coming in from the news. No, I'm not going to do that. So that leads me to the first verse that I want to talk about, which is from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I hope my angel music comes back. But in Philippians it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. So, We know that he's a good father. We know that we can trust in him. We know that we can, we can dwell in his peace. Being in that peace is going to guard our hearts and our minds. And so in 2 Thessalonians, Paul is, is writing to um, the church and he's encouraging them in this in this letter, at the end of the, the letter, he's encouraging them, and he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. And I think this is one example of, of to us to, to speak to each other the way we talk to each other, like, may the God of all peace be with you. Just reminding you, because there's every single day is filled with a lot of stress. I've got my own internal stressors. Kara has hers. We both have ours together. <laughs> you know, each family has their own things that we're all trying to get through and figure out. But if we start to get into the pattern of reminding each other, may the God of all peace, he's the God of all peace. And Part of that is believing that he's the God of all peace. And if you don't believe that, we're just going to pray right now. All unbelief must go now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say with me, I believe, I believe he's the God of all peace. He's the God of all peace. Amen. He is the God of all peace. Jesus didn't just 
die on the cross for our sins, and then he, you know, he defeated hell, death, and the grave, and then he went and ascended. He, he, uh, what do they call it? He came back to life. <laughs> it's a word I'm looking for. He resurrected. Jesus resurrected. So he's alive right now, just as real as I am standing here right now. He proved this to his disciples. He said, here's my wounds in my hand. Here it is in my side. And then he went back up to sit on the throne. And then he sent us his Holy Spirit. It says, and this is, um, this is Jesus speaking. And I'll just read a little bit beforehand, starting at John chapter 14, 23. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. So it's important that we keep his word. And then it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus himself says to us, don't be afraid. We don't need to be afraid of any germs out there. We don't need to be afraid of any vaccines out there. We don't need to be afraid of weapons. We don't need to be afraid of economic downturns. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. We have to get this, we have to get this in our hearts and believe it. Believe it without question. Oh, I see a bad thing coming. But I'm not going to be afraid of that bad thing. I'm going to say, nope, my God is a good God. I believe that he's a good God. He's going to take care of me. And what did we just read? He, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name, the Holy Spirit comes to us because the Father sent it to us. And he's going to teach us everything. He's going to teach us everything we need to know to overcome any situation or obstacle. Or he's just going to tell us, yeah, step over here, step over there. And we just get better, we get better at, at following in obedience to what he's, what he's calling us to do. And again, it's not condemnation. Like, we're all trying to figure this out. We're all trying to learn how, how Holy Spirit is is speaking to us i'm trying to learn how he's speaking to me i'm trying to be obedient to him as best i can i definitely don't get it right every day of the week every minute of the week but again we just keep keep reminding each other and encouraging each other and i think this is one of those gaps where the first part is believing that he is good and that we can trust in him wholeheartedly. The second part I feel like is reminding each other, oh, it's all good, man, you, you got this, 
he's a good God. He's going to take care of you, right? We're not going to come into agreement with any, with any, um, anything that's going to try and put fear into our lives. Thank you. Amen. And so in Colossians, and this is really the, the focus of this entire message. Well, this is the second focus. It's being in the peace, but also reminding each other. So in Colossians 3, 15 through 16, it says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So a lot of times when I read this verse, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sing psalms to you, and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, things are happening, and you want us to, like, you know, sing scriptures? Well, we can be maybe a little bit more creative and say, hey, no, man, things are looking kind of sketchy right now, but God is good, and he's taking care of us. And we can have fun with that. We can have joy with that. This happened even just during this trip that we went on, you know, and it, even experienced leaders can, this can be, can be affected by this, where, oh no, I see something that I think we need to watch out for be, and, and be concerned about. And we had to remind each other constantly, oh no, no, that, that may be a thing, but we're not going to be afraid of that thing, and we're not going to divert all of our attention to that thing, such as, Maybe there's crime in the city, or maybe there's, um, like, one of, one of my things is uh, electrical cars catching on fire. I just, like, I had to, I had to overcome getting an electrical car, because uh, we hear about how they catch on fire all the time. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of funny. It's good to laugh at that. I am not supposed to be afraid of electrical cars catching on fire, so it's okay for me to get in one. I'm going to fear God more than I fear the car. <laughs> this is such a good place to be because once we get into this place of peace and shalom with God, there's a lot less thinking we have to do. I, I no longer, all of my, my, all of my thought processes now are, are focused on what God has given me the task to do. I'm no longer worried about these things. I trust him. He's good. I believe it. We're reminding each other, and now we're focused on the task at hand, and it gives us the advantage over the world. It gives us over the advantage of, of the wickedness in the world, because as we're in that peace, it's so much easier to hear what God is saying. Hey, check this out. Hey, look at that. Oh, that's an opportunity over here. Take advantage of that opportunity. God is a good God, and he wants you to prosper. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be full of life. And ultimately, he wants, he wants us to go out and, and be a light to the world. But it's going to be a little bit difficult if we're, if we're um, seeing all the things and like, oh, I need to just stay on my couch at home and not doing anything. No, we have to go into the world, not be afraid of anything not a single thing. 
Name a fear, you're not supposed to be afraid of it. Name a phobia, not supposed to be afraid of that either. We're done with that. No, no condemnation. And some, sometimes they're like, no, you're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that off. I come out of agreement with that fear in Jesus' name. And you speak that to yourself. You speak the word of God. You find the scriptures. It said, what it said earlier, let, no, it said just now, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I got to work on this big time. I got to get that word in me so I can speak it to my situation because there's power of life and death in the tongue. And so not only am I going to speak it to myself, and I'm going to also speak it to Kara, and Kara's going to speak it back to me, and we're just building each other up, just building each other up. And we don't always get it right all the time, but we're not. We're going to break that loop of condemnation. We're going to break that cycle of self-condemnation, and we're going to come into that new thinking, just like I'm doing at my squatter. I'm, I'm snagging it. You're going to get snagged? You're going to get snagged? Go snag. Stop. Stop what you're doing. It's counterintuitive, right? It's counterintuitive for me to stop as a warrior. Stop what I'm doing. Take an assessment. Take a breath. It's all good. Everybody's doing okay. And keep going. It's the same thing. It's counterintuitive to stop and say, no, God's got this. That's the last thing the world wants you to believe. It's the last thing that the enemy wants you to believe, that God is actually powerful. He's smarter than all of us. <laughs> and I'm not saying no use of resources. God's told people to go use Google. God may tell you to go use ChatGPT. I'm just saying. If, if God has assigned you to those tasks, Go do those things. It's more important for you to, to walk into obedience to what he's telling you to do than, than to cower in fear. Because when we're cowering in fear, now we're, now we're unbelievers. We're not believing that he's powerful. We're not believing that he has the wisdom. And we can go to him for that wisdom. But part of this building each other up in Christ is this part where we say, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. Because what left, what, what left is there to do when all of a sudden we're at peace, we're building each other up, and you're doing great. God is blessing you. Look at that. You're standing on the rock, the redeemer. All this commotion all going on about you. Uh, you know, we're not all perfect. We're building each other up. Once we get into that motion, it becomes a pattern. It becomes a habit. It becomes reinforced. And now we're constantly building each other up. We're constantly, we're teaching each other. We're admonishing one another. We're giving each other the warnings that we need. Oh, thank you. I forgot. Even the most experienced leaders in the world forget stuff. Sometimes they put their patches on upside down. It happens. Forgot to put my belt on. It happens. Forgot to tie my shoelace. It happens. Oh, hey man, shoelace is inside, tied. Hey man, your patch is upside down. Let me fix that for you. It's looking out for each other in in brotherly, sisterly love, and we're not we're, we're get breaking that cycle of condemnation. But at the end of it all, with thankfulness in your hearts, because what left is there? What what is there left to do? God is blessing us. God is giving you opportunities. He's prospering you. 
and you're just like, wow, I'm, I'm all of a sudden healthier than I was before. I'm doing better financially than I was before. And it's because God gave me the wisdom I needed to overcome what I needed to overcome. And I'm just so thankful. Are you guys thankful? I'm thankful. That's it. Hopefully you guys got fed with this. I think that this is one of my focus points is I need to dwell even more on the word more richly. Even if I don't understand it, just keep reading it, just keep reading it, just keep reading it. And then speaking it, and then speaking it, and speaking it. For a long time, I believed in the lie, oh, it doesn't matter if I, if I say or pray out loud, like, God can read my thoughts, like, he probably can. But it's important for us to speak it. There's something going on that connects what we're saying and our hearing, and it's reinforcing it, and our faith begins to build. Our belief begins to build. And then it just, without question, we'll see something happening. And instead of taking days to respond or days to turn, oh, what was that God or was this or that? No, our, our, our discernment is in line with God. We are in time. We're in step with him. And, and it's like, boom, I can see that thing coming out of that five miles away. I'm going to address that. No, I'm not believing with any unbelief. Yes, I'm taking this opportunity because God told me to. And it's not only going to bless me, but it's going to bless others around me. And it's going to, it's, we become that light in the darkness. And it's just so, it becomes easy. It almost becomes too easy. You're like, all I got to do is do this. And I'm the light of the world because you told me to step over here. Yes. It becomes easy. It's too easy because you're just being the instrument to what God wants to do. And then you're, you're being obedient. You're allowing Holy Spirit to flow through you, to flow through your life. And it's the small little things because people begin to notice maybe you don't need to be, you know, blasting them every day. Jesus loves you and everything. You're just doing the little things. And then people all of a sudden notice like, they're, they're not afraid of anything. There's a lot of chaos going on right now, and you're not afraid of a single thing, and you're doing good. What are you doing differently than me? People are going to take notice of that. This is awesome. I love this. I love equipping you guys. I love this because we can equip each other. And we can keep going. We can go from glory to glory. But that's really all I had to give. Let's stand and let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you that you are the source of every provision that we need. We thank you that we can fully and completely trust in you with everything, every part of our lives both good and bad. Lord, you take us as you are. And we just give it all to you, God. And Lord, we repent for any times that we were unbelieving. We're changing our minds towards you. We're realigning our minds towards you. 
and say, we do believe that you are a good father. You are the source of all things that we need. And we can come to you for answers, for provision. And we just thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glad everybody was here tonight. I want to give all announcements first. Um, yeah, we just bless you guys as you go out this week. I'm going to remind you, you guys can come back Wednesday at 7 p.m. for worship and prayer. And if anybody needs any prayer right now, you guys can just come up and we'll gather around you and pray. But otherwise, you guys are dismissed. Yeah. You can hang out, grab some snacks. Got snacks, water. Some coffee. We coffee. just hope you guys have a good night. Thanks. Yeah.